Hey guys, my name's Nick Engelhard and I play Mark in Seven Lamb Productions' sci-fi apocalyptic tale, End of All Hope. This audio drama follows three friends as they travel across the country from New York to California during an alien invasion. The series is full of action, suspense, and horror. We already have several seasons released right now that you can listen to, so check it out. You can find this audio drama at 7lamb.com or search End of All Hope wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks. Once again, I couldn't sleep. Every time I closed my eyes, I saw his face, his little smile and chubby cheeks. And thinking about him brought out not only sadness, but anger. I went downstairs to talk to Val. I'm sure he won't be in the mood, but I didn't care. And if he's asleep, I would wake him. But he wasn't asleep. He was laying on the couch, eyes glued to the screen. When he noticed me, he shifted slightly. Hey. Hey. Everything okay? Do you really want me to answer that? He half rolled his eyes and sat up. You know what I mean. But I, uh, I can't sleep either. He had been taking the couch every night since the accident. And just looking at him made my blood boil. I need to know, Val. Not again. How much did you drink? Please, it's two in the morning. Then give me an answer instead of avoiding the question. I'm not doing this. How much did you drink? I saw the glass. I saw the bottle. Was it full? Or did you buy more? You hid some, didn't you? When we got home from the hospital, you... You hid some! (sighs) He turned away from me, his focus back on the screen. Tell me why my son is dead. He was my son too, Dee. He was my son too. I'm not answering any of your fucking questions. Because I'm right, aren't I? You're not. I stuck up for you. I told everyone you were quitting. I got fired. That's an excuse? I didn't do it on fucking purpose, okay? Did you hide more from me? No, I had one glass, Dee. One. When I got home. So that bottle... It was a gift that I kept at work. When I stopped drinking, I left it alone, but I kept it because it was a gift. I didn't indulge until... That night. But there was only enough for one glass, and that's all I had. Are you telling me the truth, Val? Yes. I am. I looked into his eyes knowing he was lying. And that's the moment my love for him was completely gone. Seven Lamb Productions presents The Stone House. Episode 10 
I may have sat at the dining table for my breakfast today, but I didn't eat anything. I couldn't. I wasn't hungry. Gavin was upset, but eventually let it go. Now he was outside with Noah, tending to the small garden. I doubt much could grow in this weather, but the garden itself was still pretty big. Noah was flattening the soil on one side, while Gavin lightly sprinkled small plants with water on the other. Eventually Noah finished and looked up, seeing me in the window. We locked eyes. Last night, he was frightened. What would Gavin have done if he caught him awake? Or me, for that matter. And where did Gavin go? Maybe Val did have the right idea. I now wanted to explore the island myself. I decided the first thing would be to explore the woods. After getting dressed, I went outside, and as I was passing the garden, Gavin quickly stood. And where are you going? For a walk. In the woods? I need some time to myself. Won't the beach suffice? I thought it was pointless to search. I meant for your walk, dear. I want a change of scenery. Aye. But hopefully you aren't weak from not eating. Last thing you need is to feel faint and fall down one of them jagged holes. I'll be careful. I hope so. Be back for supper, dear. Okay. First it was Delilah. He hated Dee. Then it was dear Delilah. And now, just dear? What was this guy's deal? As I walked through the woods, I was careful. He was telling the truth about the dangers this area held. Each dark hole I passed, I couldn't help but peer down. There was never anything but darkness. How far did they descend? If I fell, would I be able to get out? That was not a question I wanted an answer to. So I carefully made my way through the woods, heading for that cliff me and Val stood on not long ago. When I awoke, I didn't move. I stared up at the cave ceiling. Water ran down stalactites and onto my arms and face. I had been in the same position for hours. After my fall and the painful break in my leg, I knew I had to do something fast. So I moved onto my side, and without thinking, just like a band-aid, I thrust down on my leg, putting all my weight into it, snapping the bone back. The pain was so excruciating, I instantly vomited 
and then passed out. I could still feel my leg throbbing, and I forced myself not to look at it. Not yet, anyway. I was so cold. The one good thing was that there was no wind down here. Eventually, I would need to get up, see what I could use to keep my legs straight. I needed a splint, but where could I find one? There's nothing down here but rocks and water and dead bodies. The dead bodies. They wouldn't have anything on them that could be used as a splint, but maybe they would have other useful items. Okay, Val. Time to get up. I looked at my leg, which was now dark purple around the break and red everywhere else. My ankle was puffy, swollen. I had no idea how bad it really was. The only bones I had ever broken were fingers and toes. But I knew there could be more problems here. What if I hit a vein or artery? How would I know? And when I said it, did I do it right? Probably not. But I wasn't dead. Yet. That was a plus. Now how the hell am I going to get to those bodies with my leg this way? Okay. Uh, Okay. Let's see. I shimmied a bit, causing a shooting pain all the way up my leg. Oh man, moving seemed like a no-go. I laid back down and folded my arms, clutching my shirt and hugging my body, trying to keep warm. I needed to search those bodies, but how could I now? So instead, I stayed here, on the wet ground, in pain and shaking. I stood in the exact same spot as before, looking over the water and rock and lighthouse in the distance. Gavin didn't talk about the lighthouse much. In fact, he didn't really talk about the island much at all. Whenever I brought up questions about the lighthouse or island or a stock, he would either give me a short answer or change the subject completely. He only stayed by the house, barn, and field. But the island was so much larger. I went to the very edge and peered down at the churning water and seabirds nestled in the rocks. If Gavin ever ran out of chicken eggs, he would have plenty here. There were so many full nests around. My eyes locked onto one particular bird that hovered in front of me, only ten feet away. It wasn't scared. It flapped its wings once and got closer. It looked to me, then the rocks, then flapped more and flew to my right. I followed it with my gaze until... on the lighthouse. A person! I saw someone move around the top, disappearing behind the glass lantern panes which were stained and cracked. It was a person, right? I walked along the cliff's edge, trying to get a better look, but the person was gone. Did they go inside? Shit. Was I just seeing things? 
I had to know for sure. I looked over the edge as I followed it, looking for a path. Anything. I noticed the ridge to my right hid the land beyond from view, but there was definitely more island. So instead, I went back into the woods and looked for another path. An hour later, I found myself climbing over several large rocks to get down the incline. I found a small path on the east side of the woods. It was narrow and blocked in several spots by fallen rocks, but I could see from the ridge that it led to the lighthouse, so I carefully climbed down. The water on this side was much calmer, but the coast wasn't as rocky. When I reached the path, I found it only about ten feet up from the water. I took a moment to catch my breath. In the distance, I could see a smaller island. As I stared out at the ocean, I could see some mist rising in spouts. Whales? It had to be. I made my way along the trail. The spouts were closer, and I saw the back of one of the large animals. There had to be a whole pot of them. Normally I would stop to enjoy the view, but I was eager to get to the lighthouse. If there was someone else here, I wanted to find out who it was. Several times I had to climb over fallen rocks, but about ten minutes later I was on the section of island with the lighthouse. It was like its own separate island, with only the one land bridge connecting them. Off the path was a small, what looked to be, cache. I opened the wooden box. But nothing was inside. Huh. The path winded its way up, past some large shrubs, and then there it was. The base of the lighthouse. Parts of it cracked and crumbling. Piles of block littered the area. I went straight for the door. Shoot! It was locked. Hello? Hello? Is anyone here? I went around the side where I saw a dilapidated shack. The roof had caved in on the right side. I went over to it and peered through the broken boards. Inside, several bags of concrete and stacks of crates. Hmm. I went back to the lighthouse's base and looked for an opening. There were a few cracks and holes throughout. I climbed some rubble and peeked inside, but saw only wire framing, oil drums, and random debris. 
come on. Hello? The ground around the base was rocky and uneven, but I pushed forward. I wanted to see if there was any way in. Hello? I could swear I saw somebody, but there was no other entrance and all the crumpled ruins were from higher up. There was no clear opening in the lower part of its base. At least, nothing I could fit through. Oh, damn it! I found myself back at the wooden door. Hello! I thought I heard movement inside. I pressed my ear against the door. Hello? Nothing. Maybe it was just a rat. But I swear I saw someone back on that cliff. Oh, damn it, Delilah. You're seeing things. I gave one more tug on the handle. Then left. When I got back to the house, it was early afternoon. I found Gavin and Noah sitting at the dining table. Well, she's finally back. Nice of you to grace us with your presence. Sorry? We've been waiting, and the food got cold. You didn't have to wait for me. We've been here nearly an hour, ain't that right, Noah? An hour? I told you I was going for a walk. And you've been gone for hours. I slave away trying to get food prepared for your return, and you take your sweet time, is that it? Are you mad at me? I thought you had manners, dear. I'm not hungry. <laughs> not hungry. Not hungry. You want to starve? You shouldn't have waited for me. We eat as a family. We are not a family! Gavin slammed his fist on the table, making me and Noah jump. Sit down and eat! No! Noah put his hands in his lap and bowed his head, staring at the floor. No. No. I'm not going to eat because I'm not hungry. <sighs> what took you so long? What? What took you so long? I went for a walk. Where? The lighthouse. And? And what? Did you find what you were looking for? I wasn't looking for anything. Right. I didn't bring up the person I saw at the top, mainly because I wasn't sure if I actually saw them now, and because I wanted this conversation to die. <sighs> well, dear. My name's Delilah. Yes, I know that. Dear Delilah, won't you sit? 
He reached to the floor to gather his napkin, which he then fluffed out and set back on his lap. Gavin, I'm not hungry. Quiet, boy! You're not hungry. No. I eat. He got up, setting the napkin on the table. He calmly grabbed my plate. At first, I thought he was going to throw it, but he didn't. He carefully walked it over to the kitchen counter, where he wrapped it in a couple of napkins. There we are. He turned to face me and smiled. For when you are hungry. As he sat back down, I went to my room. Go ahead, boy. When I entered the room, I saw it was now decorated. Two picture frames hung on opposite walls over the bed and near the armoire. One picture was of mountains, possibly the Alps. The other, a field of sunflowers. The armoire was open with more clothes hanging inside. What the... I walked over to it and ran my hands along the dresses, shirts, pants, and skirts. In the corner of the room, by the foot of the bed, was a potted plant on a stand. I walked over to it. I wasn't sure what kind of plant this leafy thing was, but I touched it. The leaves were cold and wet. The opposite corner was now full of shelves, and on the shelves, little knickknacks. What was this stuff? A mug with a cartoon dachshund, a little figure with a fishing pole, a gold necklace with a small brass sundial pendant, a flashlight shaped like an anchor, a thermos that said happy hour, a romance novel, a small Newton's cradle. There were so many items on these shelves that meant nothing to me. What the hell? I watched the silver balls knock back and forth, trying to figure out why my room was suddenly made up. I went back into the living room to find Noah and Gavin eating silently at the table. Gavin, what is that stuff? He calmly swallowed and wiped his mouth. Ah, she's seen it, Noah. She's seen the work we put in. What is it? What's what, dear? We fixed up your room, made it more presentable, more comfortable. Why? Why? Yes, why? I'm not staying here. I'm waiting until the boat arrives. <sighs> when does the boat get here? He grimaced and looked down to his plate. He put the napkin down and shook his head. The boat. The boat. Can we go one hour without you mentioning the boat? I have to leave. Do you? What do you mean? Yes! I have to leave. I have to go to the police. For what, dear? For what? Val, that's what! I have to fucking find him, Gavin! Watch your tongue. When's the boat arrive? Enough! When, Gavin? I said enough! Once again, he slammed his fist against the table. This time, his glass of water bounced off. Noah, go to your room. Now, boy! <laughs> When's the boat coming? I've asked you not to use obscenities around my son. I've made that perfectly clear, no? But I ignored him, like he often did me. Where's the boat, Gavin? Dear, don't you worry about the boat. Don't you worry about it. I've told you, it arrives when it arrives. Th 
that's not an answer. You're distraught, dear. I understand that. You haven't been eating. You went for a long walk. You probably just need a nap. He touched my face, but I instantly pulled back. Why don't you rest now? Your food will keep. My distrust continued to grow for this man. Go now. Rest. For the sake of my sanity, I turned away from him. Oh, and dear, don't use one more obscenity around me or me son, do you understand? Not one more. And stay away from the lighthouse. It isn't safe. Don't go near it again. I didn't turn to face him when he said all that. I just stood there, listening, letting him talk to my back. Eventually, I heard him walk to the dining table and sit down again. Noah! Come back and finish your meal, boy! And bring the broom. We've got a mess to clean. I went back to the room and sat on the bed. I wanted to cry again, but I forced myself to keep it in. I looked around the room at all the new decor, the shelves, the new clothes. Something told me a boat wasn't coming at all. And that scared the hell out of me. The Stone House Written and edited by Robert M. Lamb Starring Corey Pettit as Delilah Robert M. Lamb as Val Jack Austin as Gavin Co-starring Dennis Caldwell Music provided by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com If you enjoy this podcast, don't forget to rate and review. Visit 7lamb.com for more podcasts such as this. This has been a Seven Lamb production.